Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert barrage. It's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I'm your host, Greg Young. And uh, Adam, we're back together. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, Greg. I'm glad we kind of got the group back together here and uh, can talk about some successful hockey games that the Caps have been playing. Yes. Well, before we talk about hockey games, uh, <laughs> there is something I have to ask you about. Uh, so I don't, I'm sure fans have noticed uh, I got very invested in the World Series winning Washington Nationals, they won the World Series. Uh, that still feels surreal, surreal to say. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we got a little Nats focused on a otherwise capital-centric podcast. Um, so before I think we, we fully turn the page on that, Adam, you were at Game 7 in Houston because you live in Houston. How was it? Uh, it was great. I mean, I have been very privileged in my life to go to a lot of sporting events. Um, you know, I was at... Um, all the Capitals' whole home games in the Stanley Cup final are really the whole playoffs in 2018 and uh, tons of playoff games over the years and some great baseball games too. But um, it, it was pretty incredible to see the Nationals win, win the championship. Um, it, it was certainly a uh, once-in-a-lifetime experience to kind of see see a team from your hometown kind of t- take home the crown, especially uh, given that the Capitals didn't win a single round at home and during their 2018 yeah. Stanley Cup run, so it was uh, it, it, it was it was just really cool to see kind of the championship pro- trophy being presented and um, you know Zimmerman uh, speaking and everything. Obviously, this is before all that uh, political stuff he did at the White House, but yeah. it, it was it, <laughs> it, 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 less it was, on that the better, right? Less on that the better. It, it, it was just very uh, it was very interesting and it, and it was and it was great and the uh, all. You know, it was a uh, civil crowd. Uh, you know, there wasn't any any issues with anybody on on any side. So, I, I mean, it, it it was a great time. It was a once in a life experience. I was very fortunate to be there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Were you able to kind of sneak down when uh, the uh, when the when the game that kind of result happened and see kind of the crowd and everything like that? Yes, I was. Um, yeah, I was in the upper deck and I snuck down after after the game was over. I uh, I, I, I like kind of went with the masses down and. Um, was able to kind of be be near the trophy uh, being presented and all that stuff. So that was really cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, of course, it started like pouring right after that in Houston. It was crazy. So, yeah. but it was it was a it was qu- like a, quite... a cleansing rain, you know. Or exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it, it, yeah. It was it was really cool. That's awesome. It was, That's really yeah. cool. You were you were obviously I'm guessing rooting for the Nationals. Uh, you were there with your girlfriend, right? If I remember correctly. Uh, I am in Houston with my girlfriend, but she did not come to oh, the game okay. with who me. Oh, okay. Who did you, who the, did you the, go to the game with? Just myself, actually. Oh, it was wow. the first time I think I've gone to a sporting event, a non-capital sporting event, 100% solo in a very long time. But yeah. uh, the, t- the tickets were a little pricey. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could imagine. I could imagine. <laughs> I will say this. Okay, like, and I think you could back me up on this. Like, going to games by yourself, not a bad deal. No, no, like, it was It's fine. actually it's... very nice. Like, I, this is going to sound like the 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 silliest stupid like I, i'll go to baseball games by myself and like you know it's like all right like it's the fourth inning i want to be on twitter or something i can just do that because it's like a regular season baseball game and like it's just nice you know so yeah yeah i mean it, it was definitely um 
Yeah, you end up talking to people around you more. Yeah. You know? uh, there were actually a surprisingly large amount of people at that game that I think were traveling, like, or were just by themselves. Yeah. Or, or you know, there'd be one or two of them. And, and as I said, everyone was just super pleasant. So it was just a um, quite the experience, you know, because I, obviously I was watching all the Houston games too, being down here. So seeing the, you know, both teams play each other was pretty interesting. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, every game, uh, every game being won by the road team that actually, that did feel a little capsish, didn't it? You know, cause I mean, yeah, every, they, uh, won every, every clinching game on the road for the, when they, when they did the thing. Um, <laughs> so speaking of people that did things that weren't necessarily the greatest. Um, so I, I, I'm going to talk briefly about Don Cherry because I think everyone in hockey is talking about Don Cherry a little bit. It's now been, I think a few days since he was fired by Sportsnet. Um, I'm going to talk about this for like a minute or so, and then I think we're going to turn the page. So sound good, Adam? You have at it, my friend. All right. Okay. So I, I, what I would say is that I think that I want to, I'm less, you know, I mean, look, with Don Cherry, I think what most people would say is abhorrent, right? Like, you know, I mean, you can't say basically blaming the immigrant community for, you know, not supporting veterans is like obviously ridiculous and obviously offensive. So I think the bigger thing I want to take from it is that I think as hockey fans, it's, I I like in one way that it's kind of a niche sport, you know, because we know the same people on Twitter and it's like a very easy to kind of form a community. But I think the lesson I want to learn from this is that we need to keep trying to expand the types, you know, and cultures and everything like that that is experiencing hockey. I think that Sometimes as a hockey fan, it can be a little easy to be insular and just be comfortable, you know, in your community and, you know, maybe not welcome, you know, people with different viewpoints or different socioeconomic status or race or gender or anything like that. And, you know, I think that it's important as a hockey fan to keep trying to kind of, you know, move past that and really like think about how we can, you know, expand what I think is the best sport in the world to a whole range of different and, you know, unique people. And so... I, that's, that's what I, that's what I hope we gain from this is just kind of an appreciation that, you know, it's, it's time I think to welcome, you know, people that, you know, maybe don't look or, you know, sound or anything like that, you know, look or sound different. I think it's time to welcome them in. And I think that, you know, if, if there's a renewed focus to that, you know, among hockey fans, I think, I think this will have been, you know, something that I I hope we'll learn the right lesson from. Yeah, I I really do hope that like kind of, um, you know, ho- hockey it, as much as it is a catchphrase, hockey is for everyone, right? And yes. um, it feels like for years one of the big mouthpieces of the game has uh, kind of made it clear how they feel about immigrants. And I mean, we've seen other stuff from other other guys in the past that led to them being excluded, you know, from Olympic broadcasts. And um, it, it it was time to to make a change. And I'm glad that the public outcry this time or or the general sentiment was strong enough to actually lead for Sportsnet to make a change rather than in the past where it's just kind of, uh, if it's blown over, it's blown over. So. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. All right, we are, I, I am flipping <laughs> the metaphorical page on John Cherry. We have talked about John Cherry. Um, you, know, you, know. you know, Greg, Greg, I thought you were going to use the segue to the Nationals clinching on the road to talk about the Capitals' road record, and I, you wow. know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I'm a little disappointed by that missed opportunity yeah all right well okay well you i mean you you you've, you've hosted this before that's that's a that's a veteran host move so uh, let's <laughs> let's transition to i mean i had on here that we could talk about are we sick of carolina yet but i can give you a one-word answer which is yes i'm sick of carolina 
Are you sick of Carolina? <laughs> I, I, I am growing a little. I, I, I've had a kind of enough of, of Carolina. They went from being the team I was pretty uh, interested in. I mean, I'm still interested in how the team plays and stuff, and yes. their on ice antics, but the social media stuff is just. I've kind of had enough with it. I imagine it's what it's kind of like being in the um, in the Pacific Division, having to deal with the Kings Twitter account, or really yes. how the Kings Twitter account was a few years ago. Yeah, it's just kind of like all right, I had enough. I mean, it's uh, you know the capital. You know, um, Ben Raby posted today that the Capitals now have like, since what was it nineteen? What year? Uh, I'm gonna have to find this later. But the Capitals now lead the NHL in in wins since the Save the Capitals campaign. Yes, seventy two, right? If I remember, was yeah, that, was something that like that, that. Yeah, yeah. So, and Carolina, granted, both teams have won a cup and all that stuff. But like, give me a break, right? Like, yeah. are we really talk? Are we really talking? The Hurricanes have made the playoffs once in the last since oh nine. Yes, so, once, and they you know, barely made it. Yes, uh, well, and, and they did. They beat the Caps on the they, first they round. Did so. the all right. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Fine, fine, fine. My point is that the Capitals are, <laughs> are a franchise with sustained, sustained success. Carolina is definitely a team on the rise. Yes. And I've just kind of, I've had enough of the social media antics. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, Carol and Carolina, you know, took that opportunity to take a shot at the Capitals after the Nationals did win the Cup with the um, the Capitals not mentioning the Mystics immediately in their. Yes. And their championship stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Definitely a bit wanna... of an unforced error. I, I don't know if we want to kind of go into that. It was definitely yeah. an unforced error on the Caps part. Um, so... Yeah. I, you know, I mean, look, like, I, I think it was. I think that they. I, the sense I've gotten from both the Caps, the Nats, and the Mystics is that they've done a good job, I think, of including each other for the yeah. most part, right? Like, you know, I don't, I don't think it was ever advertent, really. But at the same time, like, you know, look, like. You need to make an effort to include everyone, right, I think. And, you know, when, when you fall short of that, you know, look, do I want someone to get fired over that? No, right? Like, I don't, you know, but but at the same time, look, right? Like, you know, it was dumb. Let's, you know, move on and not, not do it again, right? But, the yeah, the, the key tie-in, of course, to Carolina here is that Carolina felt the need to then tweet, yes. you know, something about inviting the Mystics player down to any games in Raleigh. And that, that just kind uh. of... It's just weird to me because I'm like, isn't this like a, you know, it's also like a bad look on like the league thing almost, yeah. you know, like, like it's a, it's just a questionable brand move. You're, you're part of the collective, you know, NHL brand. But then again, maybe you say you draw in eyeballs because, you know, people love a good controversy. So I guess so. Uh, I guess so. Well, um, you know, I, I'm going to do a little transition here. I know that oh, uh, the other thing that was in the media is, you know, that there was a fan that stole someone's ice cream at a Carolina game. Um, but so speaking of stealing of things on the road, the Capitals. Uh, wow. See, all right. See, there we go. That's a, that's a pretty good transition. I'll take that. Um, I... Uh, the Capitals have been stealing uh, some uh, some games on the road lately, and as a result, they have, you know, I mean, last two games aside, I think we would say they haven't looked particularly great in those two, but for the most part, man, they, they're playing some pretty good hockey right now, huh? Yeah, so, um, you know, we're, we're kind of cheating here. We're not, like, this great at pulling our own numbers. Um, the teams put out, like, great little guides before yes. every game. And game notes. The Cap- Read the game notes. Yeah, they're ga- great. The game notes. They actually are really great. Yes. Um, they've always been great for getting, like, quick hitters. And the Capitals, you know, they've they've won nine road games this year. And they've earned a point now in their last eight road games. So they're 7-0-1 in that stretch. Um, you know, the, it, it's just incredible what they've continued to do on the road. Um, you know, the Capitals have been a great team, both home and away. Uh, really, 
since you know 0809 right or 0708 yeah. um you know except for that one Adam Oates year um but they but, were just I mean, bad <laughs> they were just bad but i mean it just feels like recently they've just been great on the road i don't know if it's one of, if it really is that kind of um the team just does really well when they're all together and they've got great chemistry together you know they still have a lot of guys from the cup team they all get along really well or maybe it's just that it's a good hockey team that wins a lot of games yeah. and like but <laughs> They're just good also, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that could be it too, but you yeah. know, sometimes the uh, kind of supposition out there and all that all that stuff is 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 true, right? We see that these teams do really get along and um chemistry does matter, yes. uh maybe. So, um Capitals have been great on the road. Uh, they've continued to be great on the road. They win a lot. But you made a good point that they haven't necessarily looked great the last two games. And last night, of course, was only a, only a one-goal performance from the Capitals uh, yeah. in that game against the Flyers. So, um, yeah. I don't know. What, what, what are your kind of thoughts on, on is this like a tough spot for Todd Reardon to be in? Because the team's just been winning so much. But can, does it look like sloppy trends are starting to get into their gameplay? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and I'll, I'll give you the example. Like, the last two periods of Because, I mean, they looked great in that first period against Philly, right? Like, they were, like, flying. I think they held them to, like, five shots on goal. And really, that even seemed high. Like, and then you kind of just got sloppy. I mean, yeah, Philly is decent. And they made some adjustments. But... I, just the kind of the overpassing, the stuff that we always, like, just roll our eyes at when the Cavs do, you know, they started to do it, I think, a little bit more, and, you know, the other thing that I'm kind of looking at a little bit with this team is, you know, like, their power play, I think, the last couple of games has been kind of a little stale, you know, like, it... I, I, and I think that you know, teams are, you know, going to start pressuring the puck handler more. I know that I was on Broad Street Radio doing, like, a preview, you know, uh, a couple of days ago, and that was something I kind of flagged, was that, you know, like, why don't teams pressure the puck handler more on the power play? And, you know, like, eventually teams are going to start doing it, and they did, and so I think, like, now the Caps have got to kind of do a transition there, too. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's hard for me to get too annoyed about it, because, look, they're winning games, but... Yeah, I mean, they started the year with their underlying numbers, I think, looking really, really, really good. And, you know, like, in the last, like, they've started to kind of creep down a little bit. We started seeing kind of the, you know, old caps of, you know, riding a pretty high shooting percentage, you know. And I think the last two games, we've kind of seen that go to a bit of an extreme. Um, And just, yeah, kind of sloppy play, too. You know, like, it's hard for me to complain, again, too much because, I mean, look, one of the games was a Monday night game against the Coyotes at home right? Like, I I was bored for that game, right? Like, and I, you know, we watch it and have great time normally, but it was just like, uh, it kind of felt like a bit of a chore, and I would imagine the Caps probably felt that too, and I mean, hey, look, they spotted them three goals and came back and won, so I, I think that was kind of a long, rambling answer to basically just say, like, eh, it's fine. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think they're fine. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm looking at Right now, I'm looking at HockeyViz.com, yeah. Michael Blake McCurdy's great site, and looking at kind of the five-on-five shot rates over the last 25. Capitals are still in a pretty solid place, yeah. right? I mean, they're they're you know they're not as favorable looking as Carolina, but they look oh. you know pretty good compared to yeah most of the league. They yeah. look like a team that's competitive again, that's able to kind of um, do a great job maintaining puck possession and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, again, going back to those notes, those game notes, I mean, there was a pretty interesting thing in there about kind of Wilson and Verona and Kuznetsov and how kind of they've been possessing the puck and out shooting opponents while they're on the ice. So oh, yeah. um, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that line 
in particular as we kind of talk about how the team's been playing recently? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's tricky, right? Because on one hand, that line, whenever you're on the ice, it's just, or whatever you, they're on the ice, you're just like, wow, this line, everyone on this line can skate. And, I mean, the Caps have a lot of talent, but they don't necessarily have a lot of guys who can just skate, you know? And you look at Vrana, Kuzi, and Wilson, and I would... I don't know, Adam, what would you say? I mean, I, I think those are the three best uh, forward skaters on the team, right? Wouldn't you say? Just in terms uh, of pure speed and strength, you know, in terms of stride and everything like that? I don't know. I mean, you'd, you'd hope you'd have Hacklin in there, right? Ah, but... fair. Okay, fair. All right, uh, fine. But, like... When you, I think combined, all right, let's go three of the top, like five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of speed. the 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 problem I've started having with it a little bit is that's a lot of speed on one line, and you look at some of the other lines, particularly with Hagelin being out the last couple of days, and you know you're like, wow, like those other lines look a little slow, kind of by comparison, right? I mean, I'll give you just an example. Like the top line right now is. Oshi, Backstrom, and Ovi, right? And they're all tremendously talented, but you wouldn't exactly say any of those guys are, like, going to be elite skaters at this point in their career, right? Like, maybe Oshi, like, is, like, shifty and yada yada, but they're not going to have that kind of, like, top-end speed. And so I think that line, I've, like, noticed the kind of refurbished top line, you know, has, I think, looked a little slow at times. And, you know, the other bottom lines when, you know, whenever Haglin's out, you know, like, yeah, like, these aren't guys who are going to fall, really kind of fly up and down the ice. Although, caveat, uh, the caveat I would give is, man, Brandon Leipzig really can skate, at least aggressively. I don't know if he's particularly fast, but at least I notice it. But, yeah, I mean, that kind of point aside, I mean, like, it just seems like a lot of, like, your eggs in one basket. And it's kind of the classic hockey conundrum of, you know, is that what you want or do you want, you know, a to kind of spread out all your, like, top skaters. And so I, I'm still, like, kind of divided on it. I, you know, I think I'm okay keeping the lines where they are with them winning. But, you know, I think the second we start seeing some opposite results, I, I would expect to see a change. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'd expect maybe to see some Verona movement, maybe move him up to yes. the top line, bounce around, put Oshi down below. Um, you know, Ovechkin's still got legs. He doesn't get up to that speed as fast, but I mean, he's still, you know, yeah. what, what, we, what do we see after his, you know, it felt like a three-minute shift in overtime. Oh, yeah, and then he had the, like, partial breakaway. Yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, he's been out there for, for, for minutes. Yes. Uh, Philly had the puck the whole time, and, and, you know, Ovi's still able to kind of break away against relatively fresh um yeah. philadelphia legs so um he's you know, not I think a he's normal got some human speed. is what right no and, and backstrom is <laughs> backstrom's never been fast no i mean that not. was never his that's never been his kind of strong suit um he just sees the game real well and gets in the right place at the right time and, and there's also like um, way more physical i think than people give him credit for oh yeah i mean he's got the great kind of counter check as well when yes. he's kind of in the in, in the corner um and and, and i've yeah. always kind of I think very highly of Vrana. Um, obviously, my opinions on Wilson have changed as well. I think he's much better yeah. than I thought he'd be. Um, his scoring's been much better than I thought it would ever be. Um, if Rob is listening, congratulations, Rob. You got me on that one. But, um, you know, it, it, not a bad again, contract I, yeah, in hindsight, no. huh? Listen, 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 Greg. The guy, they still, it was still a. Even if he's playing really well and it's less than his current level indicates, what matters is how much did you pay him relative to what you had to pay him. I mean, okay, fair. But, you know, yeah. All right. The, the counterpoint, <laughs> I, the, here, here'd be my counterpoint to that. And then we're going to do that and then we're going to take a break because we've already been going for 
20 almost 20 minutes and yeah so but we're we're gonna take a break at some point and go do a commercial break but i what i would say would be i think contracts can kind of i mean yeah like fair there's like a real politic like you you know whatever you pay him in a hard salary cap league you cannot pay someone else and maybe that meant you can't get a certain forward yada yada like i get that um but at the same time i think you can also view a contract as a way to say, like, I want the player to have this kind of role and we want you to grow in to become this kind of player. And I think when you give Wilson a contract like that, you're saying, look, like, we can't just have you be a fourth-line goon with these cheap hits anymore, you know? You're going to have to, you know, play, be a top-six, you know, forward that is, you know, yes, is physical, but also can really skate and shoot. And... You know, I think that you give him kind of room to grow into that role with a contract like that. You're sending a really good message. So, you know, I say that, and then at the same time, he got that contract and then immediately got suspended, right? So, like, I don't know how much maybe that had to do with it, but, you know, so I don't know. That's But that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, the suspension might have ended up being the best thing for him in, like, kind of his long-term career. Yes. Um, you know, he, he's, he's clearly been a uh, better player since, I'd say, um, on the ice. Maybe, you know, he... he Definitely took a couple runs later in the year last year and in the playoffs that were not ideal, I'd say. But no, um, not, not great. Yeah. <laughs> no, but all all in all, um, you know, he'll never play against St. Louis again in the preseason. And nope. Um, Tom, Tom Wilson is is certainly been playing really great hockey, and the Capitals uh, certainly do not look like fools for the contract they gave him, um, regardless of whether or not they could have gotten him for less. Um, you know, the open market certainly would have paid more, but through arbitration, could they have gotten for less? Probably, but you know, it's all about relationship management too, and that's yeah. all stuff that, to be frank, I, I don't have the expertise to to really criticize them too much on. So no, 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 um, no agreed, agreed. All right, well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break right here, um, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about. Um, a little bit about the week ahead. We're gonna talk about the goaltending, and we're gonna kind of talk about the division a little bit. So uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. Um, so, Adam, um, the Caps, they look pretty good in the division right now. Um, just to kind of give you a bit of an overview. Um, so, right now, as we are recording, which is before games were played on Thursday night, um, the Capitals have a uh, five-point lead on the Islanders. Now, granted, the Capitals have three games in hand on the Islanders, and they have two games uh, in hand on everyone else in the or, well. The Capitals... Other teams have those uh, yeah, on the other, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, other teams have those games in hand because the Caps have already played 20 games. The Islanders have only played 17, and the other top ones are 18. So, you know, the Cap- that being said, like, the Caps have, I think, looked pretty good, you know, in terms of the division race. I mean, only five points ahead on the Islanders, and look, if the Islanders win all those three games in hand, they'll be ahead of the Caps. That's something, but... I mean, the Islanders have also just been playing insanely good hockey. And even if you think that they are good, like, which I'm kind of in between on, right? You know, I mean, like, their underlying numbers continue to be terrible, and then Barry Trotz continues to be Barry Trotz, right? Okay, so, like, I don't know. Like, you could kind of debate that either way. I think even if you're going to have the most optimistic view of what Barry Trotz is doing, they're not going to keep winning, like, these 10-game-in-a-row winning streaks, right? I don't think they're, like, a mid-'70s Montreal Canadiens team. Right, like I don't, I don't think they're that. So, uh, particularly a team with like two good forwards. So, uh, I get, I'm gonna get roasted on Twitter. It's fine. Uh, but anyways, so I mean, man, like this, I mean, this looking good for the Caps, and I mean, they already have a 10 point lead on the Penguins. They're up nine over the Flyers. They're up 
11 over the Hurricanes. And uh, beyond that, you know, the Rangers, Blue Jackets, and Devils all kind of look like disasters. So uh, looking pretty good, eh? Yeah, I mean, the Capitals are, you know, what are they, 8-0-1 against Eastern Conference opponents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 3-0-1 against Metropolitan Division opponents. So they haven't played they haven't played that much within the division, right? They played the Islanders on their, during their second game of the year. Yeah, they had that uh, West Coast road trip. Yep, so the Capitals haven't spent a lot of time yet playing these teams. Um, you know, they, they lost to Carolina 3-2 in the third game of the year. I'm kind of just looking through the game log here real fast. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- those are the two opponents that, uh, you know, I think are probably the two biggest threats. But Philly is also another one that's looked kind of good. So, yeah. you know, the question is, are the Capitals going to kind of be playing the rest of this year in cruise control, or are they going to have to work for it? And, um, you know, we keep talking about the Islanders and like, as you said, just keep waiting for them to kind of fall off here. And it was the same way all year or last That's year. True. So what, and it, but they've got a different goal. It's not even the same goaltending no. tandem this time around. So it's no. not even no, they have the Varley same thing. there now. And he's been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Varlamov is a really interesting case because he had a few fantastic years, um, with Colorado. Yeah. He played Including relative- like maybe like, I think one of the greatest individual goaltending seasons ever. I mean, remember when he carried yeah. one of those sacking teams into the playoffs, like basically yes, just by himself. It was a travesty that they did not give him the heart trophy, but they gave it to Carey Price yes. or whatever. The that that always like the following year or something like that. That I didn't I did that not quite understand that one. Yes, but um, that's neither really here nor there. No, I guess the not. more the more important thing is just uh, you know Barry Trust does a great job getting a, <laughs> a lot out of a relatively limited talent team. Um, I'm not going to tell you I've watched the Islanders play a ton of hockey this year. I don't know. I have. That it's much. really boring. You're not missing. Is that it? Much. I oh, mean, yeah. they looked good in the against. I, I did watch some of the highlights last night of that Toronto Islanders game. Last oh, night yeah. being Wednesday the 13th, and uh, Islanders scored some pretty looking goals. They did. Um, they, know, did they, they did. They did. But really, for the most part, they've just been like Barry Trotzying teams to death. And I don't know if that's a word, but I'm making it a word. So, <laughs> you know, it, it just, we constantly get back to what we talked about before. And we talked about a lot on the Jabers ring slack last year during the playoffs. Yeah. Do you believe a team plan, you know, that this style of hockey has, is there enough skill on that roster to win a championship? And, um, you do need a level of that to win. And I, I'm not sure they're there, but I think the Islanders are certainly, um, at some point I, I, I kind of have to stop saying that they're going to come back down to earth if they don't come back down to earth yeah. kind of the same way people used to always say the capitals were going to fall back down to earth because their you know, shooting percentage is going to regress but then it's like well over the last five years the capitals have actually been shooting around that same percentage or not yeah. this time uh, obviously right now the capitals are shooting a bit above their historical shooting percentage but you, you get what i'm generally saying no, I like, do, I do, I the do, more I do. a team does this consistently like maybe there is something about their system or about their talent level that makes that makes things different so yeah um it's certainly something to keep an eye on. No, I think I think I think I struggle with it because I mean, at least with the Caps, you could be like, okay, they have T.J. Oshie, Alex Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, you know, and like, I mean, the Isles, like, do they have that kind of personnel? Like, you know, I don't know, but I mean, Barry Trotz is like such a good coach that yeah, maybe you just I don't know. Like, I 
I'm a little baffled by it, but you know, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, you know, they, we still are only 17 games into the season for them, you know? So, uh, I, you know, I think that they, there's definitely some room to kind of explore them a little bit more. And I mean, the Caps, I think are going to play them relatively soon, although not, not in the next five games, but you know, so we'll kind of get a little bit of a view, I think of how those teams match up. Um, but yeah, so in terms of kind of talking about how, you know, teams are, you know, matching up, uh, one of the things, wow, this was a terrible transition because this is not, let's talk about Braden Holby. That's my <laughs> abrupt, terrible transition, and I, I couldn't think of a way to tie those things together. Adam, you're a veteran. Tie those things together. Um... Speaking of teams that have had solid goaltending this year, wow, or have look at they, that go. You know, you, know, you just go. gotta, you know, just talk about a you know, guy who's had success in a Barry Trot system. This is a good Lean into it. Just lean right? into it, Greg. Just lean into it. Right? Like, you know? talking about transitions, this is good. All right, so let's talk a little <laughs> bit about Braden Holpe. All let's right, he Braden is a Holpe. guy. All right. <laughs> heading into last night's game. Is, is last night again? I keep doing that to our listeners. Yeah. I'm sorry. Talking about Wednesday's game against the Flyers, his save percentage was still sub 900. Yeah. So, not, I, you know, I'm talking about good goalies, but Brand Holpe's year has still been pretty lackluster uh, on the whole. Yes. But I think he's looked a lot better recently. I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Like, I think that. It's tricky because, I mean, the game I just remember was like, wow, this was a disaster, but it was also just a team-wide disaster. It was that game, uh, like, a few weeks ago against Colorado at home, right? Like, it was like, wow, some of those goals that Holpe gave up were bad goals, right? They were just bad. So, you know, you're like, okay, like, yeah, but at, at the same time, I think he's looked more normal lately, I would say. Like, he hasn't really been noticeably out of position. And I thought he looked really good against Philly, right? Like, you know, there were a number of saves, I think, that he, you know, looked good on and everything like that. So, you know, I think that, and I've talked about this a little bit, you know, on the Broad Street podcast, the Caps don't need Braden Holpe to be John Gibson, right? That They don't need him to be Henrik Lundqvist. They don't need him to be peak Carey Price. They don't need that. They just need someone who's going to give them 9-10, right? 9-10 with the Caps talent everywhere else probably going to win them a lot of games this year and I you know lately I've seen that goalie I've seen a goalie that maybe isn't gonna make you know isn't gonna be like a 920 or 930 goalie anymore but I think I think they have a 910 and as long as they kind of can balance that tandem between him and Samsonov then you know I think they're not in a bad spot yeah I mean he certainly has the uh the, the chops to be a successful goaltender still um you know, in the playoffs, I think they might need a little bit more than nine ten. It can be yeah, certainly tough, right. to, but um, he's got he's got what it takes. And if this team this team is playing some of its better hockey over the last you know handful of years, I I, I truly believe as a whole the Capitals have been playing relatively well, um, and, and Holpe certainly has has been part of it. Uh, and I know we're kind of getting close on time here, Greg. So if you don't mind me transitioning go us this time. Go for it. Look at that go. There t- you talking go. about kind of how the Cavs have been playing recently, let's talk a little bit about all these overtime games, right? I mean, the yeah. Capitals have been in overtime, I think, nine times this year. Um, but 
Are you worried at all that their record is inflated because of that, or is there a great mitigator here that we can talk about? Well, onto? I mean, look, like, the Caps' goal differential is still pretty solid, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, some of these overtime games are going to even out, right? Like, you know, they just, they will, and we know that. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, the Caps have had a number of, like, I think really good-looking games, too, where they've, you know, scored a lot, you know, and it's, it's not, I don't think it's just overtime-related, you know, and even if it is to an extent... The Capitals have the kind of talent, three-on-three, you know, with the kind of personnel that they can roll out there to where I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to run a little ahead. But even if they don't, one, they're banking the points now, so great. And two, it's not like their goal differential is awful, right? Like, I mean, look at, like, their their goal differential, you know, compared to, like, the Flyers who have a goal differential of three, you know, or... The Isles, who, despite all of this winning, still only have a goal differential of 15, right? You know, and so, do I look at the Caps and, you know, yeah, it's like a little inflated, but I don't think it's too crazy. What do you think? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. I mean, the, the goal differential is really like the great mitigator for me. Yeah. Looking at it, it makes me feel a bit more comfortable in the team. Um, I think Luke had a great tweet about it on Twitter. It was because he, he kind of was looking at something similar and said, um, you know, five on five goal differential wise, the Capitals still are great. So everything is probably. Still a okay, but it you know it'd be nice if they could start getting getting back to getting a few more uh, solid goal differential games in there to kind of yeah. Well, and I mean here's what I will out. say if I'm not unless I'm mistaken, which I don't think I am because I'm looking at the Google unless Google is lying to me. I think the Caps still have the top goal differential in the league. Yes. So I, uh, right, I mean, so like, right, you know, and I mean that's with despite Boston having been looked amazing, although they've lost very quietly four in a row. Um, Actually, not very quietly. Did you see there? They like collapsed against the Panthers. I did see that. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that game. Um, and I will, <laughs> I will say no more. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like the Caps is the top goal differential in the league, right? And so yeah, like, I mean, they've won a lot of one goal games, but they've also won a lot of not one goal games too. Yeah, they they you're definitely right. I mean, and again, it's some of this is recency bias, even on on my part here, right? I mean, they played. Vegas uh, a few games ago beat them five to two. Yeah, uh, they beat great the Flames really for most four of that two. Game. It beat up hard on the Sabers six to one. Yeah, apparently that's uh, not hard to do anymore. But there you no, go. No, it's not. No, it's not. The Sabers fast start has kind of uh, come back down. They're not Earth. even a playoff team anymore. Yeah, I'm not 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 totally shocked there. No, but. me neither. <laughs> I was like hoping at least that they would like like I have some buddies who are Sabers fans. I was like, man, mm-hmm. like, ugh, did it have to be that hard of a crash? <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's it's just nice to rip off the Band-Aid, though, right? I guess that's true, right? I, you know, I no. mean, well, this happened last year, too. They won 10 in a row last year, and then, like, we're not even, not just a playoff team, they weren't even close. Yeah, you know, it, it just gets so cold in Buffalo that it maybe does. they're just trying to, yeah, but in all fairness, the Bills are still looking okay. Yeah, so they got, they're, 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 they're a team. Yeah, you know, it, but... <laughs> It's important that if if the team's going to be good, because they have to be able to get to this that stadium. And let me tell you, it gets pretty cold up there in Buffalo. It does. So. Yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, I know it's worthwhile. To look, look, at that, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! Hashtag analysis by Adam Stray. This is why we pay us the big bucks. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I'll pull up the Doppler if I have to where, for the show. Where are where are some other places that are cold? Uh, anywhere north of the Mason Dixon line. I was in Chicago last week for work. Very cold. Yeah. Let me tell you. Well, all right, Very let's cool. speak of let's speak of things that are not cold, which is the Capitals and the upcoming games they're playing because they are hot, 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 and we're going to get to see them some more. How, how was oh, that? Boy. C plus? That was good. 
No, that was good. That was good. All right. All right. So we're going to keep <laughs> we're going to keep plowing through with this segment of uh, the week ahead, because now that we record weekly and uh, if I'm not mistaken, we gave the people two podcasts last week. Right. Do I remember this correctly? I think so. Yeah. Because we all, had both it's, it's, it's and all, Sam on. It's, it's been a it's a, it's a blur here right now, Greg. There you go. There you go. Well, I mean, uh, but now that we do this weekly, we're going to, you know, take a look at the week ahead. Um, so uh, as of recording tomorrow, which is uh, Friday, um, the uh, 15th of November or uh, yeah, of November, I'm correct. Uh, the, cap- <laughs> the, the Capitals play at home against the uh, the uh, Les Habitants, the, uh, the Montreal Canadiens. And then uh, they immediately follow that with a very interesting game. The Caps are playing at Boston, a game I am excited to see because, you know, even though Boston's struggled a little lately, that is still a very, very good looking team. Um, and uh, then on Monday, the Caps play at home against the Ducks. On Wednesday, they're at the Rangers, so we get to see Capo for the first time, um, and a team that is actually maybe one of the worst defensive teams in hockey, and is still fully making a run for one of the worst defensive teams in hockey history. Like, I pulled those stats, and they look real bad. Um, and then, finally, on sa- the Caps have a few days off, and then on Saturday, they are home against the Canucks, and uh, last time they played, they overcame a 5-1 to deficit, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Adam, thoughts on the week ahead? Um, you know, I think the Canadians have been a bit of a surprise to me this year. That That's another team like the Islanders where I just don't really see the offensive power there. I, I don't really see them as a uh, – I, I struggle to view them as a true contender, but they've looked pretty good um, playing some solid hockey and winning a good amount of hockey games. Um, the, the Bruins, of course, are a – as you said, a, a, a good barometer. You know, Pasternak is one of the best players in the NHL. We'll see, kind of how how he's doing and what. For some reason, I'm like all of a sudden thinking that he's hurt. He's not hurt, is he? No, no, no. He's, he's, he's very yeah. healthy. Yeah, he's 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 uh, been on a tear so far this year and was just really been a, a fantastic player just to watch visually over the last few seasons. I always kind of enjoy watching him play yeah. if he's not well, scoring so on the Capitals. Line, that whole line is just insane with him. Well, Mar- Marchand is is quite. I hate that guy. I'm yeah, just despise yeah. Oh, it sucks him. because he's good too. It's I would he's, imagine how a lot of other teams feel about Tom Wilson, right? It's like oh, this is annoying that he's good, but like I mean, Brad Marchand is also incredible, which yeah, sucks, it, and I hate it's it. It's like it, Tom Wilson if Tom Wilson also dived a lot. That's fair. That's because I licked I, people. Remember when he licked yeah. people? Yeah, well, he that was like people. only two years ago. That's not. Yeah. That I mean, he, he uh, licked people. And I like mean, we have like a like a like a three day crisis about how do we deal with Brad Marchand licking people. I mean, do you remember the the Caps Bruins playoff series and kind of the, I think he he just yeah. just dove left and right and left did. and right and then I think Backstrom I don't remember who Backstrom cross checked like in the I don't remember if it was him or some other Bruin but it was definitely Marchand who caused the like he he just was such a pest. Yeah. Okay. I, I will never. Not hate the guy. But, I think right, he also, move. though, had, like, maybe one of the greatest gifts of all time in that series. I'm not mistaken. Because didn't he, wasn't he the guy that, like, pretended to slash Holpe? And then Holpe stared him down? For some reason I'm thinking Peverly for that one. Was that Peverly? All right, whatever. Like, but that was that series, right? Yeah, it was another one of those, it was another one of those annoying time. Boston, like, pest guys. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was. Yeah, that was they're, they're sure. full of players like that, you know. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, But that, that'll be exciting. But then yeah. the Caps play the Ducks, who I don't like watching and are now now have some fun players, supposedly. Andre Kasha is supposedly very good, so we'll get to see that. Uh, That's I don't the know. thing. We still got 
Uh, somehow Randy Carlisle is still sticking around, right? He's back. No, and, no, 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 no. They no, fired he's out him. again. They now. fired him. They fired they him. Have, uh, see, look at me. Uh, I don't even like. Uh, I just was so was not interested in the Ducks when they had Carlisle that like I just stopped oh, paying awful. attention to them. They were so I mean, like it was awful to watch them. They were they were also just like objectively terrible. And you and you're telling me they're still that awful to watch, yeah, despite having bad. John get, like one of the best goaltenders I in the know, NHL. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, that's part of the problem. I think sometimes is like when you have a goaltender like that, you can kind of just be like, well, let's just shut, shut the neutral da- zone down, and you know, I mean, they have some fun young skaters now a little bit, but yeah, like I said, Andre Kasha is really worth watching. But I mean, for the most part, yeah, like they're gonna be like, okay, we're gonna shut the neutral zone down, and we're gonna, you know have each team have 30 you know 23 shots on goal and you know gibson's probably gonna stop more than the other goalie well not really this year actually because they have 20 points and you know are actually in the division mix a little bit but they're not like particularly lighting the world of fire i mean it's just crazy because they used to have such a great back end of of like a great kind of list of young defensemen they had coming up the system and now a lot of those guys are just kind of all over the nhl you know got shea theodore now with vegas and Mm -hmm. um you know all those guys kind of kind of been there and been around and there was the adam henry trade back in the day when they traded for him from the devils and yeah i never understood another team i expected to do better this year than hasn't but uh the rangers you know we'll 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 see how that one goes yeah Uh, i've watched some rangers this year they're bad they're bad. Like I, I say that, and the Caps are probably gonna like lose like five one because I say that, whatever. But like they're bad. They are one of and like I like ran the numbers on this. Like I said the other day, they are one of the worst defensive teams. Like not only in hockey, but really of like the last five years. They are a disaster like, like, defense. Like you're saying, like Buffalo bad. Like yeah, you know, well, like a shot differential type thing or that bad. Yeah, yeah, they're bad. They're real bad. Um, but so it should be a fun game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there, if you look at some goals probably scored that game. Well, they average score adjusted wise over 65 shot attempts allowed against per hour. So that's uh, that is a very large amount at yes. five at five. That yes. is the uh, I, I think poor Micah had to adjust the scale on his graph to keep the Rangers on there. That's how many shots they give up. Yes, they do. They do. And I mean, they actually don't have a ton of goals allowed relative to that. Um, But yeah, like they, they give up a lot of shots. And so I think there'll be some gold scored by the caps that game. That's my hot take. No, I saw the Canucks play last, last week in Chicago. Actually, I went to the the Hawks Canucks game uh, and they were an interesting team to, to kind of watch, you know, they, they looked like they were they were going for like a lot of these like kind of long stretch passes through the neutral zone trying to kind of spring guys and yeah. um you know they made the hawk but all in all they kind of made the hawks look like a very competent hockey team so yeah uh, so we'll, I we'll mean, see they got to a really hot start they've kind of been they like did. meh since then mm-hmm. you know but I will say this though okay everyone needs to watch Quinn Hughes play. He is spectacular to watch. I actually, so I went to law school in Michigan and uh, I got to watch him play a lot. He is incredible. So 43, like whatever you do, there's like, make sure you watch him skate. Cause he is like one of the true great elite elite skaters. Yeah. So yeah, well, he's really good. everyone should just go watch all these caps games, you know, yeah. make, make sure you tell Greg if it's cold because that's good analysis. So there you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah it's elite analysis. Elite. All right. We'll put, put uh, it on coach's corner, Adam. There you go. You, you can go there. <laughs> well, 
And we're, uh, listen, they, they can't handle that amount of breaking news over there, okay? Wow. So, Look at that. Look at you go. All right, you want to uh, – you're the – I mean, you're the, you're the, you're the OG host. You want to take us home? All right, I'll take us home. Um, well, you know, Greg, you just did a great job. Thank you for doing all your hard work today and giving us all these great transitions. And, uh, <laughs> you know, do, do you, you want to drop your Twitter handle for sure. all Sure. Well, listeners? I changed it. I have a new Twitter handle now. It's not Greg Young 3 anymore. Yeah, I know it's Greg Y underscore Jr. I added See, Japer's uh, rank. So now, aren't you glad that I? It's, it was important then that we pitched your Twitter handle. There again. you go. See? There you go. Yeah, you can uh, listen to all of my all of my takes uh, <laughs> that are uh, yeah, they're they're takes. Uh, you know, I'm 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 a little higher on Richard Panic than most of our site is. So there you go. Um, but uh, that's that's pretty much the main take there. But yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, that that is my Twitter handle. So Adam, uh, you take can follow, us home. You can do it. Uh, you, can, you can follow me at Stringham A. Um, you know, it, it's uh, a, a decent follow. Um, yeah. And you should make sure you follow Japer's Drink Radio since Greg is, is hosting so much now. It's a much more active Twitter handle, so it make is. sure you follow that. I have fun uh, with that Twitter handle. Please tweet yes. at me and say things. Yes. And yeah. I poke will... fun at Greg. Yeah. Definitely go for it. Don't poke fun at me, though. No, just kidding. You guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> Th- thank you so much for continuing to listen and support the podcast. Um, you know, we, we really enjoy that we're doing these episodes more frequently for all of you guys. And uh, the real benefit for us is, is interaction. So please continue to kind of reach out to us on Twitter. Um, we're both relatively active and checking it, even if we're not posting a lot. So That is true. Um, I, yeah. I post some now. You know, I just uh, I have to be careful because I can't do it during work. So, yeah. Uh, if you, if, I, if you ever see me tweet at, like, 2 to 3 p.m., just shh, be quiet. All right, so <laughs> what what you're telling all of our listeners is to please tempt Greg to tweet during work. Yes. Uh, by tweeting at him at his new tag. Perfect. There you go. Right. That would be great. Right. And I will, I will respond to your tweet at 5.15 p.m. All right. On behalf <laughs> of myself and the uh, only after work hours, Greg Young. Wow. Thank you for listening to this episode <laughs> of Japers Rink Radio.